0: good morning good morning morning. Uh, It's good to see everybody out today it's good to always be in the house of the lord with his people uh, getting to worship together getting to share the truths in sunday school together getting to just fellowship encourage each other and it's so very needed and i'm just thankful to be here today with you all This morning, I would like to speak on sharing our faith and how important that is, uh, but also how nerve-wracking that can be and how we do need to depend on the strength of the Lord uh, to be able to do it and to do it effectively uh, versus doing it in our own strength. Uh, But before I, I get into it, I would just like to pray for us. Father, thank you for another wonderful opportunity to come together with your people, uh, to share your truths, uh, to help encourage each other, and we just ask that you open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts uh, to receive uh, your words, your truths, and how important they are to be shared with others, Um, and we ask that you do this in the power of the Holy Spirit, and in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So the most joyful, blessed, purposeful thing we can do as Christians is to share our faith with others. But for many reasons, uh, it can be one of the hardest things that we do. So this morning, I just want to help remind us of the importance and help to encourage us uh, in our daily lives to make this more of a priority. From personal experience, I can tell you that in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, uh, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I know this morning I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Um, I, I, I love the gospel. I'm thankful for the gospel. It's, it's everything, essentially. But it doesn't mean that sharing the gospel and sharing our faith is easy or just comes just absolutely natural. Um, it's, it can be quite difficult and nerve wracking. And I just wanna share a few examples of that in my own personal experience. Uh, back in May, they have this music festival called Memphis in May. And it's this huge festival where all kinds of bands come together and they put on this one big show. People come from all over and they just basically throw this one big party. Well, I had decided that I was going to make the trip to Memphis and I was going to share the gospel with as many people as I could. So I get in my car, you know, I got my gospel tracks, I turn on my Jesus jams, I'm riding down the road, I'm, I'm occasionally listening to some YouTube videos about guys sharing their faith and just trying to get the gospel fresh on my mind and trying to get, um, people who do this a lot and seeing some of the questions they encounter and what I might encounter and just to be as ready as possible for whatever might get thrown at me or however the situation comes about to try to get the gospel across to whoever and whatever questions they have so you know you're riding on the road it's kind of a long trip to Memphis you know praying trying to get amped up you know Lord use me like I'm I'm stepping out today you know Lord use me I'm going to share your truths for the lost and dying world Get, get to Memphis, pull into the city. They got their little city parking lots where you do the little QR codes, and you you know, you know pay way too much money, and then you park, and, and I, I'm sitting in my car, and I grab my gospel tracks, I put them in my pocket, and I'm sitting there in the car, and I'm just like, you know, I could just go get some barbecue. You know, I, I don't think I told that many people I was coming to witness today. You know, it wouldn't be that big of a deal if I just... Got some barbecue, you know. I've worshiped the Lord. I've had a good time today already. I'm kind of tired. (coughs) I got some things back at the house. I, you know, probably need to be doing. I could get caught up on that. Feel a little bit better about those things. And I'm just like, just everything in me is just like, do not get out of this car and go tell people about Jesus. And, but eventually, I was just like, well, there's a Starbucks right across the road over there. I'll go get a coffee and see how I feel. So I get out of my car and I'm. You know, I'm just paralyzed, basically. And, and I go, I get some coffee, and I, I drink it for a minute, and there's a bunch of people in there it's really busy. And I'm thinking, on my mind, I'm like, I'm, I come here to share the gospel, but here these people are. I don't really want to cause a scene. It's kind of busy in here. So I get, I'll get a little bit of coffee and just see how I feel. So leave the Starbucks, and I'm just sipping on coffee and just looking around. And Sure enough, I just see these people standing over there, and they just look like they don't have anything better to talk about. And they're just kind of got their phones out, you know, and nothing's really going on. And uh, so I'm like, well, here's a perfect opportunity. I'll go speak to them about the Lord. So go up to them, I'm talking to them about the Lord. And sure enough, it's just, a, it's a it's a great time. They're receptive to the gospel. It, it's, it's beautiful news to them. Um, it's almost like it's the first time they'd ever heard the gospel, you know, which is kind of surprising to us living in the Bible Belt. We think everybody's heard the gospel, or at least has heard it to the point where they've rejected it. Well, or they've heard some form of it um but you'd be surprised Uh, but so and then i find myself moving to the next people and sharing the gospel and sure enough i'm going around bill street and where all the people have parked in the city and they're coming in um, to the festival and and it's just a great situation to where people really aren't thinking about much and people are just kind of standing around stagnant and i'm just sort of hopping from group to group just sharing the gospel I'm, i'm I'm just having a, a wonderful time. There's a wonderful conversation. I'm answering so many questions and, you know, telling people about the grace of God and how good he is and what he can do for you and what he's done for me and having a good old time. And then I come around the corner and I see my first street preacher. And I'm like, man, what is this guy up to? He's got this big speaker sitting on his stomach, and he's uh, he's, he's got his Bible in hand. He's got this massive beard. And he's just he has got this big hat on, you know, and you can't really see his face too well, and he's just standing there that guy looks like he's about to preach. So I I was like, I just want to make sure what he's preaching. So I come up behind him, I'm like, hey, sir, what what you up to? And he's just like, oh, man, I'm about to preach the gospel. And I'm like, you know, I'm in witness mode, so I'm like, what's the gospel? You know? And he's like, well, the grace of, you know, it's the grace of God. You're saved by faith, and faith alone in Jesus Christ. And what he's done for you, he'll forgive your sins, and I'm out here to spread the message. And I was just like, man, that's what I'm doing. I was like, I've been walking around Bill Street, so maybe I'm talking to them, planting a seed, and they come through here and hear you preach. and man, we just have the most wonderful time there together. We're just encouraging each other, having a great time. And then he's like, let me meet the, uh, let you meet the guy who's over our ministry. So I meet him. It turns out these people go to all the major sporting events. The next couple of weeks they were gonna go to the Indy 500 and just stand out there sharing the gospel, handing out tracks, street preaching, um, all the great things that you can do as a Christian. And I'm just like, man, I love sports. And uh, and I love sharing the gospel, man. You guys are awesome. So they add me to their email group, and I stay in contact with these guys. I try to look for opportunities when they come around local to go out with them, and and so, but that that alone was just worth it. So I end up leaving, and uh, you know it's getting late in the day. So I get in my car, and I just and I think back, like, man, how awesome was today? But then I reminded myself of where I was in my car, paralyzed like a few hours before, scared to death just to step out of my car of what might happen if I go out sharing the gospel. And it's just, we just do our little part to step out in faith. And it's God's strength that will just take over the situation. And he makes it all happen. And I just watched that happen right before my very own eyes, and I was just so thankful. And it tends to happen like that every time. Even in just, not just going out and trying to share it with a bunch of people at once, but like at work, you know, or a family member, and you just feel paralyzed, but you just make that a little effort, and God will take over the situation. It's amazing if if we'll do our little part. So I I was also in Tuscaloosa um, during the Arkansas game. Got a buddy who's going with me. He's from the ramp, um, loves the Lord, uh, wants to step out more and share his faith, so we're riding together, we get down there, and I, I'm driving down there, and I'm like, we, we're talking about the scripture, and I'm like, this alone has already been good, you know, and here I go again, and we park, and um, we go probably 45 minutes walking around, we don't say a word to anybody, like about a thousand people or so have probably passed this, and I started explaining to him, I was like, you know, when I was down here for the old mess game, it was a bigger game, it was later in the day, there was people everywhere, I really didn't have to stop anybody and you know get in their way to share all the gospel with them it just kind of happened naturally uh, and I was just hopping I was like so it's, you know it's a little different Arkansas they're not very good this year um, there's you know it's an early game people are just kind of moving fast and you know maybe it won't work out quite good this time you know and I'm, I'm all up in my head and then so we get down the road and he stops me and he he doesn't share this faith a lot and he And we just really encouraged each other, though. But he was just like, let's just keep walking. I was like, good idea. Let's just keep walking. So eventually we find ourselves sharing the gospel with people, one at a time, walking down the road, and just people are very receptive. You know, we're we're really just killing the lies of the enemy in people's lives and getting them to understand that God is real and that you can rely on him and that the gospel is real and it will change your life. And so we're hopping around. We're having a great time. And then... We pass by this tent, and these guys have these microphones out, and they're just being very obnoxious, very loud. Most of them are completely wasted, and they're they're cussing really loud, uh, really loudly. You just hear them cussing from, you know, like, a quarter mile off, it seems. One guy's got a microphone, and he's, like, hitting on every girl that walks by, you know, and he's like, Ehh. and then there's some adults over there, and they're all, you know, laughing, and it just looks like a terrible time. And my buddy looks at me, and he's like, hey, you should go over there and share the gospel. And I'm like, ah, not now." I'm like, not these guys. It's like, let's, that's awesome. And you're bold. You know, but I'm not. I'm not so he start to walk off. He's like, hey, I've seen people share the gospel, and people sober up. And I was just like, ah, let's go. All right, let's go over there. So we head over to this tent and this guy, who well, I guess is their like, leader of the pack with the micro, with one of the microphones. And he's like, hey man, and, and apparently he's asking people questions on their way by. He's like, what's going on today, man? And I'm just like, I'm just out here uh, telling people about the Lord. He's like, huh? And I was like, yeah man, I, I, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? He's like, yeah sure. I was like, do you ever think about eternity? And he's like, he takes his microphone and just turns it off. He's like, yeah. And then there we go. Share the gospel with him. And his whole thing was, man, I believe Jesus was a, a good guy. He had good moral values. And we should live like Jesus. And, you know, and he taught us how to live. And and I was just like, man, that's great. I believe that too. Um, I was like, but you don't, you know, accepting a Savior. Is that what, what you're saying? It's like, ah, I don't know about the whole. And I was like, well, if you believe all of these things about jesus don't you believe the rest of what he says you know that he's the son of god that he come to die on a cross for your sins you know so you can be forgiven and by faith you believe in him you know and you're saved like and you have eternal life in him like do you like where does the separation come and before i realized it all the people at that tent had sat down nobody was cussing anymore um, some of them were actually paying attention. Some of them were still like, oh, this guy needs to leave. Like I had taken the leader away from them, and they could no longer party. Like I, I, but I was just sharing the gospel. And so, you know, I don't – and by the end of it, the guy was like, man, I believe that. Like I do believe that. And I was just like, that's awesome, you know. So I don't know where it went, where the seed went, how it was planted, but God does the work. You can trust in that. But as we were walking away, he was just like, see, man? And I was just like – You're right, man. That was fantastic, great idea. Um, But you think back to the moments before where you're paralyzed, and you think, man, there's no way I'm going to go tell these people about Jesus. And then you see it happen before your very own eyes, and you just realize the Lord has got you. He's faithful. He's going to do his work. Um, You're not alone. You're not alone when you share the gospel. God is for you when you share the gospel. Um, And the more you do it, the more you see that One other moment I just want to tell about, we're in New Orleans and my cousin who got saved shortly after me, um, we have this day where we're in the sun all day. We've been cooking, we've been moving tables, turning tables down, putting them up, taking down chairs, putting chairs up, laying out clothes for people, um, and just, we had a, a, started at like 5.30 in the morning, super, super long day, blessed day though, it was amazing. And at the end of it, we decided to go out witnessing. And we're sunburnt, we're red, and, and my, my cousin, I can tell he's tired, and we're just like, ah, here we go. Like, let's go, let's just see what happens. So we end up on the French Quarter by the river, and we're handing out three bottles of water, you know, for trying to tell people about the eternal water that will uh, quench your thirst, your thirst for eternity. And before you know it, me and him are standing side by side, He studies apologetics really well. Um, I do my best, and I love Nathan's class, man. It's it's fantastic um, for that, and it's really opened my eyes and helps with so many random questions. And, man, people are just coming by, and it's just one at a time. People are just stopping in. As soon as we get done sharing the gospel and answering every question we possibly can for somebody and and praying over a few of them, they leave. We see this other couple who comes up, and they've been sharing the gospel, and we have a great time. and, And, man, we just watch each other. As I can't really think of what to say, he throws in, and I can't, sometimes he's sort of stuck on something, and I'm just like, what about this, and it's just like, you know, God sends us out in twos for a reason, like there's a reason for that, and we're just bouncing back and forth, and we're just having the best time, even though we were ready to die and go to bed and be in that hotel room, we are out there sharing the gospel and uh, fired up about it, and it's just amazing uh, what God does when we just step out in a little bit of faith. and we just left that day, and we were just talking last night about how awesome uh, that was uh, and how that was our, ended up being one of our favorite parts of the trip, uh, the us being just side-by-side sharing the gospel. So I think it's important to understand that in our own strength to see how weak we are, to see how paralyzed we can be when we, when we go to step out you know, and share our faith, and that it's not easy and that's okay to feel that way but to remember that it's God who has your back and it's God's strength that you're actually walking with uh, by faith and faith alone. So when you step out in faith, um, just know God is with you yeah. every single time. Um, so a few things I just want to share. Uh, I don't want to run over too, too long. But a few things we must believe before we can be a good witness. Um, and this certainly won't come as a surprise, but we must believe The gospel. Um, If if you struggle with getting the gospel out, um, that's okay. It doesn't mean you're not a believer. You just need to think more on it. Uh, You need to be renewing your mind. And and a good thing to do is to wake up each morning and share the gospel with yourself. I mean, what a great way to start the day, to be thankful for what Jesus has done on the cross for your sins, um, thankful for who you are in Christ and that he's got a plan for you that day. Um, it's, it's, it's very uh, powerful. So an easy way to look at the gospel is Romans Road. Um, it's just some verses through the book of Romans that explains and shows you who you are before uh, God. You're a sinner. You know, it shows your need for a savior. Um, so it's, it's a wonderful way to, um, to remember the gospel. So you have verse 310. It says none of us are righteous, not even one. You have verse 523 that says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Uh, Verse 623 says the wages of sin is death. The reason we die is because of our sins. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Um, You also have verse 5.8 says, but God demonstrates his love in this, that while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Then you go on to verse 10 And um, chapter 10 Verse 9 says If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord And believe in your heart That God raised him from the dead You will be saved And then 10.13 says All who call upon the name of the Lord Shall be saved So it's a very simple way To walk somebody through the gospel If you just are unconfident Or stumble when you go to share the gospel So Try to get that down. Um, But you must believe the gospel to be a good witness. And that's really it. Um, I'm going to go back to Romans 1, chapter 1, verse 16 for just a moment. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. So it's important to, when we look at people and we think about sharing the gospel, to know it's everyone who believes. It doesn't matter your race your color, male, female, how much money you have, how much money you don't have, um, it, no matter how sinful people can seem, how far away from God they could possibly seem, like, no way, that person's just too far off. Well, not according to scripture, it says, everyone who believes can be saved. So we should see people how God sees people and know that we all need Jesus, we all have a sin problem, and we all need it forgiven. And Jesus has done that for us. Yeah. Um, so in some good scripture to just to lean on and to know that it's true before you share your uh, before you share the truths you believe. Matthew chapter 9 verse 37 says, Then he said to his disciples, Jesus speaking, The harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. So what he's saying, the harvest, it's speaking of the spiritual harvest of souls for salvation. I think it's easy to buy into the fact that most people have heard the gospel, but I believe really most people have heard some form of religion. Uh, some most people have heard some form of God that's not true. Um, but the laborers are few. And I believe the reason that the laborers are few is because there's so few genuinely sharing the grace in the goodness of God. It's always some be this good or don't don't be bad or and there's all these ideas of God but there's so few who will step out and say it is by faith and faith alone in Jesus Christ that you can be saved. It, it, it's got nothing to do with your good works. He's done it all for you. You place faith in him for forgiveness of sin and he forgives you and you're good to go for eternity. Like that is not, and I don't believe that's a normal message. That's why I believe it says that the laborers are few. Uh, you also see in the next verse it says, "Therefore, well, well, there was one situation too. I just want to go back to um, um, on the street. There was a guy. He had an idea of God. He believed the Bible. He believed in heaven and hell. He believed in wrong and right." Um, anybody thought it was, if I do good and my good deeds, I'll get into heaven. If I'm bad, I'll get what I deserve and I'll go to hell. And I said, I have got fantastic news for you here today. So I shared the gospel with him. And he looked at me and he said, that's just so beautiful. And I was like, it's, it, it's not beautiful because of the way I said it, you know, or that it's my thoughts. It's beautiful because God did this. Uh, this is God's truth. That's why it's beautiful. It, it's not beautiful because of what I said or how I said it. This is the truth of God. And He was just like, well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll think about that. And I was just like, you know, that's that's a perfect example that it is beautiful and it's beautiful news to the. This guy read his Bible. This guy had his beliefs in God founded in the Bible somehow, but the gospel was beautiful news to him for the first time. Um, so the harvest is plentiful. Uh, There's a lot of people out there who do not know the truth. Um, So then in 38, it goes on to say, Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So it's the Lord's harvest. um, And we get to be laborers in the harvest. That is awesome. That is an opportunity every day to be a laborer for the Lord and his our harvest for spiritual uh, reasons, for lost souls. So, but... Jesus is affirming the fact that believers' prayers participate in the fulfillment of God's plan. So it's our prayers that actually participate in God's plan for saving souls. It's vital. We have to pray. Um, And if you feel like you don't have enough boldness to step out and share your faith, you're not alone. Um, Paul probably, arguably, The most bold man in the Bible. He shipwrecked. He shared his faith in front of kings. He was flogged. He was beaten for his faith. He 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 saw Jesus and just went and was telling the world and couldn't be stopped. Was in prisons um, and knew why he was in prison and still was just sharing his faith boldly. And uh, we can look. To his example, the one who I would say was probably the most bold in the Bible, in Ephesians chapter six, verse nineteen, uh, he's just come from explaining to how what should we should pray for as believers, and he taught, and then he gets personal about how to pray for him. He says, "And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains." Then he says it again that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. He's saying these are the truths of God. This is salvation to people. This is the most important thing we can possibly share. This is how I ought to do it. I ought to do it boldly. But please pray for me. I need prayer. I ought to be doing this boldly. But I need prayer. I need the Lord. I need His strength. If Paul can say that, I think we can all agree that we can say that. We can come before the Lord and say, Lord, give me boldness. I can't do this without you. Um, so just to speak to on some of the lies that prevent us from sharing, that we can get caught up in. First uh, Peter chapter 3.15 says, Always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. So always be ready to defend your faith. And you can rest assured the more you study, the more you realize science points to Jesus. Archaeology points to Jesus. Testimonies of real living witnesses point to Jesus. Mountains of evidence for the resurrection of Jesus. The testing of the reliability of written history points to Jesus. Numerous proven fulfillment of prophecies from the Bible point to Jesus. Even geography to Jesus. But you don't have to know all of them. You know, it, for me, for a little while, it was like, man, once I get it all figured out, once I get it all together and all these tough questions that I might find answered, then I can be more effective as a witness. And it's just not the case. You, you don't have to know all these things to be a good witness for the Lord. Uh, so don't, don't fall into that. It's, it's important to study apologetics. It is. But don't fall victim to I have to know all of those things to be a good witness. Um, Most of the people you'll find yourself witnessing to, they won't have this big arsenal of questions of why they don't believe in God. They won't be ready like that, like you think they might. Um, They're not all Bill Nye the Science Guy. Um, I don't know if y'all know Bill Nye the Science Guy, but we actually listened to him in school. Boo, boo, Bill Nye the Science Guy. And this guy, hates God. I didn't know this until recently. I, I, You know, in school it's just like, man, that guy's a genius. And now it's like, man, that guy's foolish um, compared to the wisdom of God. But you know, he, he has all these reasons and all these um, answers and he believes that it's more likely that aliens created everything, which there's zero proof of that, than God exists. Um, but you're not going to run into a Bill Nye the Science guy. Um, but I do have a guy that I work with and he reminds me of Bill Nye. He's like 18 or 19 years old. And this guy is so smart and loves his science. But we have, we have sort of, uh, we went back and forth on me trying to explain to him you can count on the word of God being true. And he's had so many crazy questions. So, but we, we went back and forth and in love, sharing truth. And uh, he said a big reason why he doesn't believe is because his mother doesn't believe. And she had read her whole Bible, almost her whole life, and now he doesn't see any re- need to because she's smart. And if she don't believe me, well, why should he? Well, the other week he came up to me. We hadn't talked in a long time about God. But he said, hey, I just want to tell you my mom started reading the Bible. And I was just like, hey, praise the Lord, man. And, uh, and he was just like, yeah, I just wanted to tell that to you. And I was just like, that's awesome. So it's like the Lord's been working in me. I-, I haven't been saying anything to him. But I know the Lord's working because that was on his mind and he thought to share that, you know, and that was a big deal to him. So you just don't know when you're sharing your faith with someone who you seem, uh, they too smart for this. You don't know what the Lord's doing in that, uh, but he's faithful. Uh, so also, if you're not coming to Sunday school, come to Sunday school. If you're interested in reading about apologetics and learning about apologetics, Nathan's class does a fantastic job of tackling some of the most <laughs> difficult questions that can arise and it just will strengthen you. It will bless you and you will be, and if you're already in his class, you are way more prepared than you think you'll ever be to share the gospel. Um, It's just, it's so beneficial uh, to study those questions that you will possibly get asked, but don't let that deter you because most of the time that's not the case. People normally have this idea of God. They have an idea of the Bible, right and wrong, heaven and hell. And if that's where they start, you get them to see their sin problem and how Jesus is good news, that he did it all for you. You'll never be good enough. And it's it's just truly good news. Um, so I, I just want to share just a little bit about how uh, personally I like to share the gospel um, for me. Uh, because I think it's just such a, a good way to put the ball in their court so they have to explain to you. What the gospel is they have to explain to you their faith and what they believe versus saying you know hey you believe in jesus yeah i believe in jesus have a great day you know and running off because you don't know what they believe about jesus but in ecclesiastes three eleven 11 states god has set eternity in the human heart um, so they'll naturally have curiosity about eternity before you ever speak to them so you can say hey uh, how are you doing today oh, good mind if i ask you a question sure go ahead Have you ever thought about eternity? And they then have to tell you what they think And you'll know right away Whether or not they know about Jesus And you'll also see where they're starting from To where you can point them to Jesus So it's a great way to do that My buddy likes to say Hey, do you know Jesus? And then if somebody says "Um, uh, Yeah, I know Jesus You can say Well, what do you know about Jesus? You You open up that conversation a little further To make sure they know how good Jesus really is um, when I was sharing on one of the campuses, I walked up to this guy, he was, I think he was in his 50s, and he had a younger child with him, and he had his wife with him, and um, and I come up to him, and I just ask him, I was like, hey, do you ever think about eternity? And he's just like, what? And I was like, I, you ever think about eternity? And he was just like, oh, I thought you said you ever think about a fraternity? And I was just like, ha. <laughs> like no bro I'm not trying to get you to join my fraternity today but actually maybe in a small way yeah Um, but uh I I was I've never been someone reacted that way like man what but it makes sense you know that guy didn't need a fraternity that day Um, so another situation uh, at the golf uh, disc golf place so I'm running my little trail in the back of the uh, golf place and I see these three grown men starting on hole number one, and they're, uh, they're about to start their disc golf. And I was just – I would made up my mind on the backside over, over here running. I was like, I'm going to share the gospel with these guys. So I come running up like a crazy man out of the woods, uh, probably like John the Baptist. And, uh, and I take off my earbuds. I'm like, hey, guys. And I'm like, oh. and, uh, and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, you guys ever think about eternity? And, uh, not caught like that I was just like y'all doing all right today and uh they were like yeah and I was like well you guys you know can I ask y'all a question they're like sure go ahead you know they're not doing anything they're just out there playing disc golf you know you're not inter you're not killing their day and um, so I was just like you guys ever think about eternity and this older gentleman looks at me as serious as he can he says I just buried my mother and my father's father's battling dementia. And I'd like to know about eternity. And I was just like, <sighs> you know, talk about the Lord doing work before you ever get there. You know, he looked at me as if I had the exact answer Eternity. And he didn't even know what I was about to say. And thankfully, he was right. I do have the answer to eternity. That's so awesome to know, um, especially in his situation. So, uh, so I started just sharing the gospel with him and, and, the, you know, and, the, and the good news. And, and, and here, this man is going through a hard time, but you know, you're a sinner. You know, you need a savior and and walking on. Sometimes you walk them through the commandments and you get them to see that they're a sinner, you know, and really you need to do that every single time. But you need to make sure they see they have a sin problem. But by the end of it, man, they were hanging on every word. And I could tell God had set that up. And, you know, just a few moments ago, I could just ran past these guys. And um, but here I was and I could tell there was true conviction of sin. And I could tell they truly looked at me like this is good news. Here today, but I'm still praying, and I know I'm still growing in my faith, because I never want to convince somebody of the gospel. I don't want to do that in my own power, and I think about that a little bit too much, to be honest with you. Um, so I don't call them right then no. to repent and believe the gospel, which but I, I know I should be, if that situation arises. If you see true conviction in somebody, and you see that it's good news what Jesus did for them on the cross, they need forgiveness. Why not? Today is the day of salvation. Why put it off? If they're ready to hear it like that, let's get this thing done. Um, but, but I did. But I am growing in that. And I am looking for those opportunities more. And I think we, should, we all should be because the harvest is plentiful. But Jesus said is the harvest is plentiful. People are around here and they need good news. Um, then at the end of it, the two grown the, the two older men um, were listening intently. The younger guy that was with them, actually, the entire time I shared the gospel, turned his back and just looked off into the woods. He, I could tell he didn't want no part of it, but I ended up shaking their hands, asking them their names, you know, and then I got to him and he turned around and he shook my hands like, What's your name, man? And he was just like, Christian. And I was just like, Aw- Awesome, man. Like, I just want to share good news with you today, okay? And that's awesome. And he was just like, yeah, I, I appreciate it. And so I, I just went on about my day. And then I finished my run just, just striding out, you know? Like, God is so good, you know? And it was him. You know, nothing that we could ever do. And in our weakness and me running up on him, am I really going to do it? Am I really going to do it? Am I really going to do, really do it? You ever think about turning? And, uh, you, you know, it just... It's just fantastic news. Um, and you know, the more you do it, the more you realize God's got you. That's huge. Um, just, uh, so here, here's some encouragement from a book I read, and it's so good. Um, but it's called One Thing You Cannot Do in Heaven, and it gives you some really good encouragement. And I read it when I first got saved, and I still think about some of the truths uh, and some of the ideas from this book when I go out to share my faith. Uh, but it talks about rewards up in heaven, and our thought process sometimes when we're sharing is, if a seed is planted, that's good. Uh, if someone comes to salvation and accepts Jesus right there, that's good. But if we're rejected, that's bad. And you know, we we and sometimes we let rejection stop us from sharing the gospel um, because it just seems to happen a lot, you know. Um, but listen to Luke chapter six, verse twenty-two and twenty-three. Blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man, Jesus. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy because great is your reward in heaven. So even in rejection of the gospel, you have a reward waiting on you in heaven because of that rejection. That's Maybe not just jump for joy right in their face as they reject Jesus. You know, of course. But as you go off, know, hey, man, I still got a reward in heaven, and I don't know what God's going to do with that. I just planted a seed. God gives increase. You know, just trust him with that in those situations. But know you have a heavenly reward waiting for you no matter what when you share the gospel. Um, That's good stuff. Um, So another thing we can tell ourselves is we're we're not good enough to share the gospel. I'm not living this life good enough to tell somebody about Jesus. Well, that is precisely the reason it's good news. None of us are good enough to share the gospel. It's all by grace and mercy that we're saved, and it's by grace and mercy that we get to be a part of sharing the gospel. Um, None of us will ever be good enough to do it, so don't let that stop you from sharing the gospel with people around you ever. Um, That's why it's good news. Um, People will think I'm ridiculous. If I go around sharing the gospel, all the time. People are going to think I'm ridiculous. That's a thought we could have. Like, I don't want to be too pushy. You know, I don't want to be that guy who's just crazy about the Lord. Um, well, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved is the power of God. For it is written, I will, this is God, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing understanding of the prudent. So God doesn't think you're foolish. If you go around sharing the gospel all the time, you you will have someone on your side 100% of the time, and it's God. Every single time. He'll never think you're foolish for sharing the gospel too much. Um, Proverbs says, fear of man will prove to be a snare. If you fear men, um, which we tend to do from time to time, it will prove to be a snare in your witness. It will affect you And you won't be as as good of a witness as you possibly can. We don't need to fear man because it also goes on to say but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. The Lord has your back. Um, Don't fear man. There's no reason to fear man if you are a believer here today. Um, um, Also, we see in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, um, we know this is Joseph. Speaking, but this is still the truth of God that still holds true today. We see the problems in Israel. We see the problems in the Ukraine. We've had COVID recently. All of these things, it says what men meant for evil, God meant for good. He brings good out of those situations because when those things happen, you have people's ears opening up. You have people, you have God doing something in these things. And you have people like worried to death. And they're more, I believe they're more prone to hear the gospel. And uh, God's making good out of all these things that we tend to worry about and let them affect our lives. So just a couple of uh, quotes by Spurgeon. He says, If there be any one point in which the Christian church ought to keep its fervor at a white heat, it is concerning missions. If there be anything about which we cannot tolerate lukewarmness, it is the matter of sending the gospel to a dying world. He also says, I would sooner bring one sinner to Jesus Christ than unravel all the mysteries of the divine word. For salvation is the one thing we are to live for. Um, We can get so caught up in our daily lives, our troubles of the world, what people think, or our theological views, and forget there's people around us every day that are dying and going to hell that we never reached out to. Please don't assume that people have heard the good news. Uh, Jesus says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Will you be one of the few? Isaiah 55, 11 says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. This will bless your soul right here. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. This is for the believers. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. If you've been called out of darkness, into his marvelous light. Just go tell people about it, how excellent that is uh, by faith and faith alone. Um, it's not always easy to do, but just when you step out in faith, God has your back. He will do things. He will bring remembrances to your mind that you did not think were there. He will put people in your face that really want to hear it and need to hear it, he will do all that happen. And as you watch that unfold before your very own eyes, it's just going to strengthen your faith and make you a little more bold the next time, which is something we should always be praying for and praying for each other for all the time. Um, so I'll just end by saying if uh, if there's anybody here today uh, who by the power of the Holy Spirit is convicting you of your sin and showing you a need for a savior that today is the day of salvation today you can repent of your sin and you can trust in Christ for the forgiveness of sin trusting in his finished work he's done it all for you he lived perfectly for you because he loves you he died on a cross took the place you deserve he took the punishment for all your sin because he loves you and if it would have just been for you if only you would have come to faith in Jesus he would have did it all the same and three days later he rose from the grave conquering sin, death, and the grave for you because he loves you so you can have eternal life in him and so he can live through you. He didn't raise up from the dead for no reason. He raises us up from the dead um, and there's nothing better to tell people on this earth than the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, and if you don't feel comfortable here today, get with somebody you trust, somebody you know knows the Bible, someone you know believes it, and let them point you uh, to the savior. Let's